This is Chris Slade, former University of Virginia defensive end, graduate of 1993, back on the staff at UVA. Excited to be back coaching my old stomping grounds. You're listening to the Jerry Radcliffe Show. Welcome to the Jerry Radcliffe Show. I am Chris Graham, and we're going to talk some, well, a little bit of health and medicine here, uh, in addition to just some fun sports. A lot of a lot of sports going on this weekend. A big baseball series at the at the Dish starts tonight as we're recording this, Jerry. Absolutely, Chris. Uh, two top ten teams, Virginia, Virginia Tech, going at it. Um, the highlight of uh, Virginia sports activity this weekend, I guess. And uh, <clears throat> so we'll talk about that momentarily uh, with our special guest, uh, who I'll introduce uh, right after this plug for our sponsors. <clears throat> we uh, welcome all of you to our podcast. It's our third podcast in two days with had Mike Cubbage, who's going into the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame on Saturday down at Virginia Beach. Uh, then uh, Kihei Clark, Virginia's point guard, joined us earlier today. And uh, Dr. Steve Brockmeyer from UVA Orthopedics is going to join us momentarily. First, we'd like to thank uh, all of our sponsors, Greenberry's Coffee, uh, the official coffee of jerryratcliffe.com. Please drop by one of their shops. They have several locally. Uh, they've also expanded into Northern Virginia and Washington, D.C., also in Japan and Saudi Arabia, believe it or not, and uh, are going to uh, be opening up stores in Europe uh, in the not-too-distant future. So, um, but you didn't know your greenberries down at the Barracks Road was so widespread, but uh, please sponsor those folks and tell them that you appreciate uh, them sponsoring us. Um, also come on our website, uh, click on their ad and have an opportunity to win free Greenberry's coffee for a year. It's going to be multiple winners. So jump on that offer. Also, uh, thankful for UVA orthopedics, uh, their sponsorship of us, the great doctors over there. We'll be talking about their new center here in a moment with Dr. Brockmeyer. And also Aberdeen Barn. I mean, gosh, uh, that place speaks for itself. It needs no introduction to Virginia fans. It's the home of Wahoos for generations. So stop by and see Angela, get a big juicy steak. Thank them for their sponsorship. Without further ado, let's bring on Dr. Steve Brockmeyer from UVA Ortho. Hey, Steve, how you doing, man? Hey, Jerry, Chris, I'm doing great. And I appreciate you having me back on the show. Love having you on. We love your insight. And uh, I love the way you guys break down uh, these sports injuries into layman's terms so that uh, fans can get a greater appreciation of what these athletes go through uh, in terms of uh, trying to get back on track and, and back to 100%. Um, we're going to discuss shoulder injuries a little bit today, Steve. And uh, I know that's one of your areas of expertise. Um Certainly, it's one of the, I guess, one of the more uh, common injuries with athletes uh, in, in all sports. Yeah, it really is. A, that, you know, shoulder injuries are certainly within my wheelhouse. You know, first, I want to say I'm, I'm, I'm particularly flattered. You guys are doing this nice three-peat of uh, busy podcasting over the past few days, and you got me batting cleanup behind a Major League Baseball player who's entering a Hall of Fame and a fifth-year basketball player who's responsible for probably the most legendary play, certainly the most legendary pass in the history of Virginia basketball. So 
Um, I'm going to do my best to hold up my end of the bargain. But um, from the standpoint of shoulder injuries, yeah, I, I tell you, in, in the college athlete, um, injuries to the shoulder joint um, are really, really common. We see them in, you know, in collision athletes with our football players and some of our other contact sports. And then there's, you know, certain types we see more commonly in the overhead athlete type. Like, for example, you know, you mentioned the baseball series this weekend. So in baseball players and kind of all points in between. So it's a pretty interesting area, pretty challenging to manage. And, you know, from the standpoint of what I do as far as the team management stuff, you know, figuring out how to keep these people playing and, and get them back out on the on the field or the court uh, or, uh, you know, uh, into the athletic uh, realm, you know, when they have these injuries is always uh, a challenge, but but often, you know, very gratifying. Uh I guess Virginia seemed to be uh, fairly unscathed through the spring football drills, Steve. Uh, I know you can't reveal any players or names or anything like that uh, in terms of injury, but uh, they seem like they got off pretty lucky through the spring. Not a lot of guys that went down. Yeah, I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad that was your perception, too. You know, spring football is always uh, is always interesting. And, and what you're trying to avoid, obviously, are any injuries that are going to impact the upcoming season. So, you know, we had our share of bumps and bruises and stuff that you see when football players are playing football. But nothing uh, that, that, you know, couldn't be recovered from. And, and you know, uh, sometimes we'll have some stuff that will, will cause season ending, ending injuries, things of that nature. And thankfully, we were able to avoid some of those. So, um, you know, the new coaching staff did a great job of, of managing the athletes, you know, volume and, you know, acclimatization and some of the other things that kind of help limit some of the soft tissue injuries. And then our, you know, our amazing training staff, you know, manages these guys day in and day out and keeps them out there practicing and, you know, in the fall playing ball. So, yeah, we got very lucky and, and uh, the team looked great. And uh, I think everybody's really excited for, for what the fall is going to look like. Yeah. I think it uh, could be a fun fall if, uh, if they can get the pieces in the right places. Because they, it looks like the schedule sets up really good for uh, uh, an opportunity to to make a nice run uh, early on, and and uh, I don't think he could have asked for a better schedule, really. So uh, it could be a fun fall. Uh, yeah, I'm really like, hoping. Especially with a guy like Armstrong coming back. <laughs> <laughs> it does make it easy when you got a quarterback who set a bunch of records coming back and playing again and uh, bringing back basically almost his entire kind of uh, arsenal of weapons uh, as well as one that, that wasn't able to play last, last fall in Lavelle Davis. So, you know, when you look at the offense, you know, there's some questions on the line, but I think, you know, our, our coaching staff's working on those and, and certainly we'll figure that piece out, but, you know, um, should be pretty high powered and, and pretty exciting football to watch. I would think. Absolutely. And when a football player gets a shoulder injury, Steve, um, and I guess there are various, forms of shoulder injuries that you can probably break down for us. But um, what was your immediate uh, concern and, and what is the process that you guys go through and not only diagnosing, but uh, beginning treatment for those players? Yeah, it's a, a great, you know, it's a great discussion. So contact athletics obviously uh, has their hazards. And, you know, we talk a lot about all the various body parts and as well as you know, maybe, you know, kind of concussion and that kind of stuff. But, you know, I would say, you know, year in and year out, if you look and we, you know, our, our athletic training staff puts together our, our injury reports. If you look at the kind of the volume of injuries, shoulder injuries are always up there in the top two or three. 
Um, the stuff that we see most commonly are going to be related either to you know, traumatic shoulder joint injuries. Most commonly you see actually shoulder, what we call shoulder instability. So either the joint dislocating or, or uh, having some damage inside the joint that leads the shoulder joint not to be overtly stable. Um, or the other thing we see very commonly are injury, injuries to the, to the bones and the ligaments around the shoulder, specifically uh, sprains of the AC joint, for example, or, uh, or other kind of trauma-based injuries to the joint. So that, those are probably the most common things we see. And, um, you know, so the initial, the initial question is kind of what happened, you know, and what we do, I, I think in my world, you know, the forensics of the injury are always really helpful. What was the mechanism? What position was the arm in? What was the direction of force? Um, was there any precipitating, you know, uh, situation before, you know, did the shoulder have some precipitating pain prior to this particular injury? You know, did the patient, did the athlete have any prior injury, you know, maybe in high school or something that, that we've managed here in prior years? And so understanding what happened, I think a lot of times will clue you in on kind of what your next steps are. Um, and then you examine the shoulder and, and kind of move forward with imaging and other evaluations from there. Looking for a great dining experience in Charlottesville? Look no further than the Aberdeen Barn. The barn has been family-owned and operated since 1965, with Terry and Angela providing great atmosphere and mouth-watering food at Virginia's big-time steakhouse. Enjoy the fine dining or relax in the Sportsman's Bar, a fantastic place to wind down and socialize, surrounded by flat-screen televisions tuned to the latest sporting events. You never know who you might bump into at the Aberdeen Barn, where all the greatest Cavaliers have dined over the decades and keep coming back for the delicious menu and good times. Check it out online at AberdeenBarn.com or call 434-296-4630. UVA Orthopedics and Sports Medicine boast one of the finest teams of doctors in the country, and they're right here in Charlottesville to not only provide care for the University of Virginia athletic teams, but also the Charlottesville and Central Virginia communities. UVA Orthopedics has been a proud sponsor of the Jerry Ratcliffe Show for the past two years, with numerous team members featured in weekly segments where doctors share great insight into various sports injuries, what causes them, how to treat them, and recovery time. Their team of experts are there for you and offer the best care to solve your health problems and get you back on your feet. Let their team of specialists get you back in the game. Uh, that's, and uh, I guess um, what's a tip, and I guess this varies depending on the seriousness of the injury, but what uh, what's the typical rehab time for a guy to be able, if they say he suffers a, uh, shoulder injury in, in training camp or early season, uh, is, is it almost impossible to get him back before the season's over? The rehab takes that long or, or what's, what's the typical? Yeah. I mean, I think, so, I mean, it depends a little bit on the specifics of the injury, but you know, there are some injuries that, you know, I think the key thing when you look at them, first of all, is, is, you know, is the injury stable and, um, is the injury something that requires surgery? And then more importantly, how functional is, so uh, presuming that surgery is not necessarily immediately, how functional is that joint or is, is that individual with regards to that joint? Um, and so you make an initial assessment and let, let's use a shoulder sprain or what we call a shoulder separation or AC joint sprain as an example. You know, there are the kind of the less severe types that we would call like a grade one or a grade two injury where there's a sprain of the ligament, but all in all, everything is structurally still intact. 
And, you know, frankly, a lot of those the players can actually play through. You know, we've had a few members of our lacrosse team this this spring, for example, have injuries uh, to that area um, and really miss either no or, or very limited time um, and, and, you know, have been able to contribute in significant ways to that team. Um, shoulder instability is a little bit different. You know, if, if the joint dislocates completely, we'll typically hold the player out. We'll evaluate them. We'll almost always get imaging, including an MRI, to really quantify what structural injuries there are in association with that injury. And then that will kind of dictate not only a, a timeline for when they might consider you know, kind of rehabbing and going back to play, but then also delineate whether or not surgery is indicated either immediately or, or at some point in the future. Uh, Chris? Yeah, you know, as I'm thinking through the mechanics, I mean, lacrosse players, they're, they're dealing with uh, the contact injuries, but also the overhead throws. Um, it's like I have a bunch of quarterbacks on the field. I guess with baseball, um, you know, everybody throws the ball except for the designated hitter. Uh, the pitcher throws it more. Pitcher and catcher maybe throw it more. But, yeah, lacrosse players, I mean, they, they kind of get kind of the, the, uh, the best of both worlds there from the football standpoint with the contact and then also with the overhead the overhead throws? It's a great question, Chris. And, and you're right. I mean, there's probably some mixture there. You know, swinging a lacrosse stick is a little bit different than throwing a baseball. And actually, interestingly, you know, from the standpoint of the injuries we see in the overhead athletes, throwing something like a baseball, you actually see much different forces across the shoulder joint and much different injury patterns in a football quarterback throwing that size of a ball and with that mechanism and those distances and with that frequency, then you see in a pitcher goes out there and throws a, you know, a 98 mile per hour pitch, you know, 80 or 90 times in an outing and, you know, kind of over a duration of a career. So, you know, the specifics of the sport always very much play in um, and, and actually will, you know, in some ways help in some ways complicate your treatment. You know, a good example of that, um, you know, for a lacrosse player, most of them kind of go either left or right with their, with their, with their stick, you know, but some of them are kind of a mixed bag. And so when you have a shoulder sprain, let's say it's on their left shoulder, but they're more of a right-handed player. Well, they got to kind of lead with that right, that left arm as they're kind of backing in or dodging or setting up for a shot. So there may be some contact associated with it, but it really doesn't impact their ability to, to swing, you know, to throw the stick and throw the ball. And so you got to, you know, think about dominant arm versus non-dominant arm. Yeah, you know, we had a situation last year with one of our baseball players, uh, where he had an issue with his shoulder and it was his non-throwing side. He was a, a field player, at least at that point, and, and it was his glove hand. And so, you know, kind of managing that becomes something you got to think about. Does it impact when they swing the bat? Uh, in this case, it, it clearly did not. And then, you know, are they able to play in the field? Are you DH? You know, what can they actually do? And so, you know, the fact that most of these sports involved a hand dominance really, um, you know, kind of makes it you know, very individualized as far as how you manage each of these injuries in each specific athlete and circumstance. Does Steve, does a non-contact shoulder injury like a pitcher, is that more complicated or less complicated than, than a contact injury? You know, in, in, no. no, I'm sorry, Jerry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but. Um, no, like for a quarterback per se. Yeah. For, so for a quarterback, you still see contact injuries pretty commonly you know, because they're playing a contact sport. And so it can be complicated. You know, when a quarterback injures their shoulder, it's pretty critical. Is it the throwing shoulder or the non-throwing shoulder? Because your management differs, you know, dramatically for those types of injuries, whether it's the dominant or non-dominant arm. And, and, you know, in a baseball player, they can get some, they can get contact injuries as well. I mean, you'll see outfielders, you know, lay out for a ball and dislocate their shoulder or kind of crash into a wall. So you see some contact, you know, base path type injuries, 
Um, but, you know, there's a specific subset in overhead athletes and the baseball pitchers are the ones where you see them the most, where they develop more of an overuse and kind of gradual kind of wear and tear type injury pattern or, or types of injury patterns. And there's different stuff that we see in the shoulder in baseball players. But these are things that are acquired over time, you know, so they throw and throw and throw and over time start to develop structural problems, not as a result of one specific injury or force but with just attrition and kind of gradual wear of that joint. And those can be really challenging to treat, you know, because they've gone down a path and it's sometimes hard to kind of walk them back a bit, you know, as far as trying to get that shoulder back to a scenario where they can actually get back and throw pain-free and effectively. What's the, what's the worst shoulder injury you've ever had to deal with as from a pitcher? So with pitchers, the most challenging thing we see, so we see injuries inside the joint most commonly involve either a structure called the labrum, which is a cuff of tissue that goes around the socket to help stabilize the joint, uh, or in, in, in kind of the, uh, the what's called the rotator cuff, which is a, a group of muscles and tendons that hold the shoulder joint kind of uh, aligned and, and hold the ball essentially kind of centered in the socket. Pitchers in general struggle with both of these injuries, but injuries to the labrum typically are a little bit more predictable to treat, both from the standpoint of not requiring surgery quite as much, uh, but also from the predictability of getting back from surgery. The most challenging thing you see, especially the younger player. So, you know, here we're taking care of either high school or collegiate age kids. You're talking about people 22 and under typically. So these aren't weathered shoulders. You know, these aren't, you know, the, you know, end of the career, like the Nolan Ryan type stuff. You remember when he was throwing no hitters at 40. Um, and so these are shoulders that really should be structurally sound. So if you see a 20 year old with developing issues related to the rotator cuff, you know, that's really challenging because not only are you trying to treat it in the short term, but you got to figure out why is it happening and try to counter that, you know, whether it's the way the person throws, you know, how much they're using their core and their legs and other parts of their body to try to generate force and velocity, or, or if they're just kind of quote unquote throwing with their arm. And, uh, you know, look at some of the structural adaptations that can really impact the development of these things. So sometimes you see a real young person, you know, with an injury that realistically you see more commonly in, a, in an older and, and kind of more mature and, uh, you know, a pitcher kind of more at the end of their career versus at the beginning. So that's really the most challenging thing with an overhead athlete as far as the group that we see here is, is stuff that's, you know, way premature. I know uh, you guys over at UVA Ortho are extremely proud of the new facility you have opened. And I, I think, I think there's a grand opening coming later in the summer, but uh, uh, gosh, uh, it's been long anticipated for a couple of years. We've mentioned it on this show from time to time. Uh, just tell us a little bit about the facility, Steve, and what, uh, what you like about it, what you and your colleagues like about it. You know, Jerry, we got to get you over there to see it soon. It is an absolute yeah. game changer. And it's a game changer, not only for, for us, you know, the, the, the physicians and the staff and the physical therapists and uh, the prosthetists, or orthodists and all the people who are over there, you know, delivering care uh, for, you know, all you know, basically the entire spectrum of orthopedic injuries. Um, but it, it's a game changer for our community, for our town and for our, our overall region, because it's really the only uh, facility of its kind, really, certainly even in the state of Virginia, frankly. And it's a building, you know, we've been talking about this for a couple of years as it's been, you know, kind of been developed and built. Um, but it's even better than anticipated as far as, you know, now that we're in it, taking care of patients, um, the way that we can deliver care, the way that we can uh, collaborate with, with all the various people who are involved in the care of, of orthopedic conditions 
you know, across the spectrum, you know, surgical and non-surgical issues. Um, it's a beautiful building. It's perfectly situated. It's, you know, right up on Ivy Road, uh, close to the hospital campus, but also close to the athletics campus. So for myself and, and my partners who help take care, for the U- take care of the UVA athletes could not be, you know, easier and, and more well situated to, to, you know, provide perfect care for them. Um, there was a ribbon cutting right around the holidays and and we first started seeing patients and clinics there in January and into February. And, you know, frankly, we're basically up and running at this point. Um, there will be operating rooms there that will open up in a phased fashion beginning late summer. And so it's really going to be, you know, from top to bottom, you know, kind of, uh, soup to nuts, orthopedic care. We can do, I, I can spend, I can do everything that I need to, to take care of patients, uh, in this one facility. So, um, it's, you know, kind of the new paradigm of medicine, you know, collaborative care and, and, you know, really kind of patient, patient centric, um, and team-based and, and it's just, it's been fantastic. It's been everything we anticipated and, and you know, quite honestly, a whole lot more. Wow. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. I, I'm planning, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm planning on coming over and doing a, a nice story and, uh, hopefully some videos of, of your new digs, man. Sounds like an, an awesome place. Oh man. Well, let us know when you can come over there. I'd love to give you a tour and, uh, and show the place off. Hopefully you don't have to come over there for other auspices anytime soon. We'll try to keep you out <laughs> <Yes>. there. <laughs> but, but, um, but no, uh, we need to get you over there to check it out. Cause it's, it's really, it's really just a tremendous thing and a huge addition to the university of Virginia health system, um, and to uh, sports medicine care in the state of Virginia. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing it and seeing you guys in person instead of just on the computer screen <laughs> indeed were you going to be at the ball game this weekend yeah i'm going to try to get make all three of them and uh of course we have the zimmerman uh number retirement on saturday there so that'll be a special event as well but yeah uh, that's yeah. going to be amazing yeah i hope it's, to see you there be fun. all right well uh thanks again for uh sharing your knowledge and uh and giving us a good idea of about shoulder injuries and and what it's all about. And uh, hopefully we'll see you this weekend, Steve. I will definitely be there. Jerry, I appreciate you having me 